You're listening to On the Record. On the Record. Because the town didn't have anything to do with the teachers' contract negotiations of, of their pension and, and, and those talks, that they had no role in funding the teachers' pensions previously, and that they object to the new mandate. Towns around the state are concerned about Governor Ned Lamont's proposal that they should contribute to teachers' pensions. But Wallingford Mayor William Dickinson is alone in the way he's handling the proposal as he drafts his own budget. Today on The Morning Record, staff writer Lauren Takoras has more. Dickinson on Monday unveiled a $169 million budget that includes no funding towards the teacher retirement system. So why did he do that? And what does the council think? Today is April 2nd. I'm Mike Savino, and this is The Morning Record. So we are now joined by staff writer Lauren Tecores, uh to take a look at Wallingford's budget. Lauren, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Mike. So uh, we now have uh, Mayor William Dickinson's budget. Uh, he unveiled a summary of it uh, Monday uh, afternoon. So what's, uh, what's in it? What are we looking at um, now that we have his proposal? All right, so Mayor Dickinson released a three-page summary of his budget, including his recommendations for a mill rate increase of about half a mill and what capital projects he wants to fund. Um, The mill rate increase um, would be to 29.19 mills, and that's an increase of 1.9% over the current mill rate. Um, According to this summary, the average residential property owner would see an increase of $101 uh, in property taxes. Um, Another uh, big thing that came out of this um, was that the mayor intends to dip into the reserve funds again at an amount of approximately $6 million. Um, now that you know seems high, and I, it is, but it's actually $200,000 less than what the town spent out of reserves last year, and I think $200,000 less than the year before that. So we are seeing a decrease in how much the town is uh, dipping into reserves. Um, Another thing is that the Board of Education um, requested a 2.5% increase over last year's budget. Uh, The mayor um, funded an increase of 1.7% in the Board of Education budget, so the school board will have to do some fine-tuning at their end. And so what are we looking at, and obviously we'll get into some of the bigger details, including some of the stuff that you just mentioned. What are we looking at for bottom-line totals on the general government and education uh, budgets? Bottom line, um, total government expenditures came to $65.7 million, and that is a uh, 4.2% increase over the current fiscal year's budget. Um, the Board of Education, you know, like I said, um, they, their budget is $103.5 uh, million, um, and that, like I said, is a rec- an increase of one7 over the current year. But not quite what they were seeking. Yes. Right. Um, you mentioned the, the reserve fund, uh, using some of the reserve funds to, to try to mitigate the need for a tax increase. Um, and we've written previously about, just recently, about the, um, the, the town's bond rating going down slightly. Obviously, it's still fairly high, but it did drop from AAA to AA1 to um, because of using reserve funds. Uh, one of to, the reasons, One yeah. of the reasons was using reserve funds to fund the operating budget. 
Um, what did uh, what did Mayor Dickinson have to say, um, you know, about that? He he did point out that this year's budget uses less in reserves than last year. Um, he did point out that. You know, there are reasons for dipping into the reserves. You know, Bristol-Myers left town. That was the town's biggest taxpayer. Um, that was a significant uh, loss in tax revenue to the town. Um, and, you know, while he realizes that the town's credit rating was reduced from the highest rating to the next highest rating, um, it's it's a process, and it's going to be something that's rectified over, t- over time. And um, in order to balance the budget, you know, his solution is, is to dip into reserves, but hopefully that's not a long-term solution. Right, and, and uh, with the um, with the Bristol Myers Squibb property, we should note that the current owner, Calair Properties, um, they're trying to figure out what to do with it. Certainly, if they get some some uh, business uh, operating from that site, that would presumably address some of that loss with uh, with new tax revenue. Um, we've seen a lot of towns grappling with the issue of teachers' retirement pensions, and, and Governor Ned Lamont will remind everybody in his budget proposal has included requiring towns to pay uh, some of the, I think he calls it normal costs going forward. They would pay a percentage, and obviously that the contribution would uh, could potentially vary based on needier towns would pay less, towns that go over a certain threshold with teacher salaries. If you want to pay your teachers the highest rates in the state, you would contribute more. Um, What is Dickinson doing about that um, in his budget? Uh, He is leaving it out. He did not include in his budget uh, any uh, way to fund uh, this state mandate if the state mandate goes through. He did point out that it's not a requirement yet, Mm-hmm. Um, and that if the state legislature were to pass it, well, then maybe um, they would just give the town less in a grant or something. Like that, ECS grant, the education yeah. cost-sharing grant, perhaps. Perhaps, something like that. A grant that the town was slated to receive, perhaps it would receive less in that grant or something like that. Um, he said that because the town uh, didn't have anything to do with the teachers' contract negotiations, they're, they're of, of their pension and, and, and those talks that um, they had no role in funding the teachers' pensions previously and that they object to the new mandate. Um, he also s- points out that it would increase significantly over the years. Right, it's a phase-in. It's a phase-in uh, proposal. Um, for the upcoming fiscal year, the town would owe nearly $400,000 uh, in a payment towards the teachers' uh, pension fund. And future years, he points out that it'd be over $800,000 in the 2020 budget and $1.2 million in the 2021 budget. And $1.2 million, that's, you know, that's no small thing. That would be about 1% of um, the, complete the current budget. education yeah. budget uh, yeah. right now. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, or at least as, as uh, well, I guess now too, but also as of part of 1% of, of the proposal that Dickinson had put out here. Yeah. I suppose it's worth pointing out that teachers don't pay into Social Security. They, right. they pay a larger amount of their check, about 7%, into the teacher's pension fund. And so they don't, teachers don't have Social Security to fall back on. And this is a complicated, um, as, as uh, Dickinson noted, I mean, the, the teacher's retirement system has been managed by the state um, and also the Board of Ed. Uh, negotiates the salary, so to, to, for Dickinson, he's not he has no hand in it. But um, you know, I think what Lamont has said is, you know, even though the state has run the retirement system, 
Um, obviously, teacher's salary is part of the calculation for uh, pension payments. And so he has wanted to get, as he says, some skin in the game for these board of boards of education that if you're going to give out salaries at a certain level, you should be responsible for helping towns, uh, for helping the state rather pay those pensions. Um, this has been met with some skepticism in the past and lawmakers blocked at this when Governor Malloy proposed it, although Malloy's proposal also tried to get towns to pay the unfunded liability portion, which is certainly entirely the state's responsibility for not funding this right. system in the past. Um, so we'll see if lawmakers are more open to it, if towns only have to pay going forward and are not responsible for the unfunded past. Um, but from the town, I mean, what did, um, you know, the, the council chairman, William Cervoni, what did he have to say about this? Uh, the town council chairman, Vincent Cervoni. Vincent Cervoni, yes. Um, he said that Dickinson was taking a calculated risk and that he believed the mayor hoped that the legislature wouldn't uh, pass this. He was hoping that, you know, the legislature would stop this. Mm -hmm. Right, certainly recognizing it's a bold strategy and, and hoping that it pays off. He also pointed out that Wallingford's not alone in having to pay into this system and that leaders of other towns are probably appealing to their legislators to do something about right. this Right, yeah, and we've seen, we've heard many local officials. Uh, I think the thing that was eye-catching is the fact that, uh, you know, Dickinson didn't even put it in his budget. Most of the other yes. budget proposals we've seen at least account for it um, because, you know, these two budgets are going to be working side by side and, and towns may have their budget approved before the state does. So most towns we've seen have, have at least included it. Obviously Dickinson, uh, whether it's wishful thinking or a sign of protest, not including it, uh, certainly uh, this year's payment at 350000 while no small uh, amount is something the town could probably figure out how to come up with the funds if, if it ultimately got passed. Uh, the future ones would certainly be a much larger one that you need to account for uh, right from the start. Um, what are some of the other uh, notable items in uh, Dickinson's budget? Well, it includes salaries for two new police officer positions. Um, salary and benefits comes to $212,000. Um, Vinny Cervoni said that he believes that um, this is a response to the town's public outcry against the rush of car break-ins uh, that seems to have calmed down lately, probably with the, the cold weather. Um, but last summer and in, into the into the fall was really uh, raging. Um, car break-ins happened, it seemed, every single day. Um, citizens organized a uh, public group and appealed at quite a few town council meetings um, to, to do something. And one of the things they asked for was more police officers on patrol in residential areas. Um, so this, so funding these two new police officer positions, Cervoni thinks, is directly related um, to that grassroots citizens movement. Right, and this isn't an issue that's exclusive to Wallingford, um, which may also be part of the motivation of, you know, it's not like we can just go catch a couple of local kids who are causing this. This is a statewide issue that we're seeing um, with you know, a lot of towns. So, you know, it, obviously officials may feel like this is a bigger thing that we need to try to get ahead of. Um, what Are there any other notable uh, increases or additions in this year's budget? Let's see. Um, the mayor recommended funding a new fire truck, a new snowplow truck, and a new camera system for Wallingford Government Television. Um, so, the, And those are coming out of the uh, CCRA distribution funds. Um, that's the Municipal Waste Management Group. When that 
group shut down a few years ago. Wonka was owed some money, so they took the money, put it aside for capital projects, and they've been using it little by little. Sure. Um, What's the next step in the uh, budget process? Uh, On Monday, there's going to be a public hearing where members of the public can uh, talk to department heads um, and question them about um, their budgets. And then in a couple of weeks, um, the town council will have their um, budget public hearing where they will question uh, town department heads on their spending requests. And then uh, w- sort of uh, you know, the, the ultimate timeline, when, when can we possibly expect a, a budget, you know, generally speaking? Uh, in May. Next month, um, the town council will take up Dickinson's budget, discuss it, make any changes. Um, if they uh, don't end up passing a budget of their own, Dickinson's is the default. Right. So certainly uh, there is a deadline uh, for them to... Uh, get a budget passed. Obviously, we'll continue to watch this process uh, going forward. Lauren, thanks for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Morning Record. If you like what you heard, you can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. Make sure you subscribe to our page so you know when new episodes are posted. You'll also discover all the other great content from the Record Journal's On the Record podcast series. Please give us a rating and review so that others can discover us too. Or cut out the middleman and just tell a friend or two. The opening theme was Ground Cayenne by The Good Louds. All on the record podcast are produced by RJ Staff. Mm-hmm.